And we're back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us. Gonzalez, you were saying something earlier about the warrior mindset. You, you had some thoughts on it. You want to share those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was saying warrior mindset. Um, to me, it's totally different from the military side, you know. Um, it doesn't only apply to military life. I feel like it's in general to the civilians and everybody else, right? And the example I was using was that um, my stepfather, not being my, you know, obviously biological father, um, he took me in whenever we were pretty younger, me and my brother. And this guy, I remember he would get up at three in the morning, four in the morning to go to work, right? And um, regardless, he was, for me, he was that warrior where he, uh, Regardless if it rained, if it's if it got cold or too hot, 90, 120, or 115 degree weather outside, he was always out there, like um, in construction, which is not something simple, right? And he would always provide regardless. I wasn't his biologically, but he took on that um, that role to be that warrior to actually lead me somewhere in life, and he would always say that. Uh, he was going to see me grow up at some point and be a great man. And he would always, uh, you know, be there whenever I needed him. Obviously, him working so much, like, it was sometimes where I played sports and he wasn't there. But I didn't understand it as a kid. Once I grew up was when I thought about it. And now that, obviously, I'm a little bit older, I think about it and I'm like, man, my old man, like, now I appreciate that, what he did. And it's like... You don't, at some situations, you don't understand why you're going through specific things, right? But as uh, whenever I was a kid, he would always tell me, you don't understand now, but you'll understand later, that saying. And it's true. It's true. You really don't get it at the moment until you grow up and there's some parts in you that you still need to fix, move around then that's when you finally see the big picture. All right, he wasn't there for my soccer games, but it's because he was buying me the soccer shoes to go play. He wasn't there um, to put the dinner on the table or whenever we sat, but he was the one providing the food. It's uh, it's definitely a blessing to see that now, and that's why my old man, I I can't wait till I always say at some point I'm going to get a big house and I'm going to just put you in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, but it's it's always that. That's deep. I appreciate you sharing that perspective. Um, you wonder why he wasn't at the game, man, but because he was working to get you those shoes to play the game. Man, that's deep. Yeah. That's deep. Bringing that to the warrior mindset, because it's certainly not just in the military. We say it, and sometimes we think that the warrior is this, uh, we always re- refer it back to combat sometimes, or the because that's our business, and unfortunately, it can be a very violent process. So but what are the real attributes of a warrior? That I don't hear. I no. think strength comes in into play with that. And not physical, but mental, emotional strength is absolutely huge when it comes to being a warrior. Um, you know, your mental health is absolutely everything. And that's, if you have a good mental health, you know, you would expect to live a good life. But if you don't have the strength within you, how can you, how can you keep fighting without giving up? Wow. So to add, I'm not going to say I know the list. <laughs> it's, it's, it probably has so many things. It probably has so yeah, many yeah. things. But um, one of the things I would add, as uh, Anna has mentioned about that personal strength 
um, is is vision to see the end. Because I'm pretty sure Gonzalez's uh, father saw the end and saw his potential and then made those sacrifices so he, his son, and his other children could be where they are now. Um, so I, I believe having the, 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 um, the skill to see the end. Because even if we're on the battlefield, right, as warriors, we got to hope that we're going to win this battle. If not, then why are we here? So um, that's one of the things I would add. Yeah, I agree. Strength is a big thing. Um, I remember going to work with him just to go back on that story. Um, it was he used to cart, uh, cut carpet outside in the pavement whenever there wasn't. It was new construction, so new houses. Um, we would go in and install the flooring in, right? And he would take the carpet outside and lay it flat on the pavement. Um, 115 degrees weather. I remember he took me once in a while, and the pave uh, the pavement was so hot that it literally like made the carpet feel like if it was just slime. It was it was incredible of how hot it was to believe he's just a little bit taller than or shorter than I am actually. So you can only imagine a guy picking up a big roll of carpet, and these rolls would be 300, 400 pounds on their back, and this guy, regardless of how hot it was or just the situation, it was raining, whatever, he always found a way, always. And his point was just to get back home. Uh, that strength that he had to see that one day my kids are going to have whatever I didn't have, it was always just, you know, impressive to me. Now that I, I'm grown and I understand it, and it's it's incredible. And that's something we're, that I'm trying to go for. I'm not trying to be exactly like how he raised me later on with my kids and stuff like that. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, I think discipline is another major thing that, you know, people don't really talk about. And Gonzalez's father definitely had discipline to go ahead and do all that and stay consistent and not give up. A lot of people associate discipline with being a bad thing. You know, kids say, oh, you're going to get disciplined. You need to get disciplined. But I think that's something we need to embrace because discipline is actually a good thing. Self-discipline. Right, right, right. And if we have that, we can get through whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I, I actually wrote that down, discipline. Some of the other traits that I, I recognized was the selflessness, right, yeah. service, moral and ethical compass, obviously purpose, calmness, awareness, and I can't read my writing here. <laughs> but strategic action, basically. Um, all those things, like when I look at a warrior and I think about it, and obviously they have the skills, so skills means they have power. But they have the mental capacity, as you were saying before, and the strength and the cognitive ability to discern how to use that appropriately. A real warrior doesn't like to inflict pain, but they will, in measured um, an approach, with a measured approach, if it threatens that which they love, right? Which is country, family, values, freedom. So they'll do those things. One of the most powerful animals in the jungle. What do y'all think it is? I mean, the lion is the king of the jungle, right? Yeah, the lion is the king. And it's interesting <laughs> because he's not the most powerful. <laughs> he's an elephant. Elephant. Oh. Yep. One of the most powerful creatures in the jungle is the elephant. Yet it has enough awareness to know not to step on the mouse <laughs> that wow. tramples through the jungle. Wow. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, okay. that's life. <laughs> that's what life will teach you. <laughs> that means the restraint of its own power is aware of how powerful it is. Wow. And it's also aware of the contributions that the creatures on the ground bring to the 
fight, hmm. which goes into the leadership piece. Wow. I, and I got homework to go do. Google. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love studying nature, man. It's, it's, oh, it's amazing. Forget nature. I'm going to study the elephant. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, therefore, as, you know, as people, we have to recognize the abilities and then appreciate those abilities of each person, of all fellow human beings. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, you know what, that reminds me of what Albert Einstein said. He said, um, everybody is a genius, all right? Never judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> Albert Einstein, yeah. and, then it, and then, it the, then it ended, yeah, everybody's a genius. Yeah. And I had that quote on my desk while in Germany for four years, uh, and that was a good conversation starter. Wow. That would be foolish to think a fish could climb the tree. Right? Exactly. It <laughs> wasn't made to do that. It is going to fail 100% of the time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it goes back to self-discovery that we were talking about before. Wow. <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> um, what are y'all thoughts on, on that self-discovery and leadership, uh, how it ties in together, if at all? Uh, well, self-discovery, I think that can be hard to do, Um reason why is because life is always changing and you may not know how you're going to react to certain things. So I, I think, you know, when people say I know who, well, they say they know who they are. I mean, you know, it, it can be tough, you know, to know exactly who you are because you haven't been through everything that there is to offer from this world, you know. So I always keep that in mind when I'm, you know, going through what I'm going through just to, you know, there's always, a, you know, something else that can happen and you, you you're never too sure about how you're going to handle certain things. So. Let, let me so let me let me challenge you, not in a uh, divisive way. And so I agree when you say, man, you never know what life is going to throw your way. But one of the things I do know that if you harness the power of discipline, you can know the one variable that's going to remain the same, and that's you. So you can you can always know how you're going to respond. Now that doesn't mean all emotions comes through you. So for example, someone disrespects me. Man, a lot of emotions are going to go through my mind. Anger, hey, I'm a fight, da, da. But I know if I remain calm, then I'm going to be good. So what I do is I discipline myself to remain the same, to be constant. And then know my actions will differ based on how we go about to solve that, uh, that, that, that situation. But I, I, I believe we have, we have more ability to remain constant as humans. Um, at least that's the philosophy I, I adhere to. Okay. So. But um, take it for what it's worth, man. Chris, Anna, you were about one of y'all were about to say something. Yeah, it was more like of um, we were talking a little bit earlier about off mic about this. Um, we were talking about also surrounding yourself with people who can help you, right? Um, I don't think there's anybody in the world that doesn't that they're all by themselves and have never talked to anybody, right? That is just isolated somewhere in the island. That's that's not a thing, right? You have to surrender or be around people who who can help you grow because as you were saying earlier uh sergeant richards um you may not see your potential but other people do and that's the thing and you can see their potential and eventually you guys can help each other between you know and grow up as well um together and it's just about finding those people though that's i agree man and uh man to add even to um rashad's point believe it or not man um in my culture growing up i was taught anger and i say my i'm, I'm from jamaica and we were taught to defend ourselves at every cost. Man, you're from four years old. 
So, of course, you get to 19, you're an angry person. You're always angry because if not, you're going to get taken advantage of. My wife, she is the calmest person that I know. Sweet. Man, can you imagine the mess we'll be in if, if I married someone that was angry? <laughs> <laughs> so it goes to your point. Surround yourself with good people, man. Um, that's better than you. Man, she keeps me out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> and so that's how I know from experience that you can remain constant. Again, it doesn't mean the thoughts won't come, but you can remain constant if you have some yeah. help, of course. Uh, right. um, so I so, so, uh, just wanted to echo that point. Yeah. I think that's a part of that self-discovery phase, too, is uh, you're anchored by whatever you discover within yourself and your principles. And that discipline um, motivates you to stay anchored in that. So I have a good quote that I can share. So I recently found a little whiteboard in the office, and I've been putting up, like, motivational quotes that I think apply to me that week, and I change okay. it every week. And so this week I, I put a quote on there that I thought, really applies to this but it says sometimes we're tested not to show our weaknesses but to discover our strengths so in regards to self-discovery I think that 100% applies especially to me in my life right now so wow yeah I love that yeah I love that I love the fact that you're doing that too That's yeah awesome. it's nice because I get to look at it every single day <laughs> and it's just a nice reminder <laughs> So I love the fact that you're doing that. And those are quotes on my vision board, too. Yeah, they're, they're, really, they're definitely super helpful, at least for me. Might not be everyone's cup of tea, but yeah. it's nice. <laughs> I wish I had did it at your age. It took me 37 years to get there. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out, but it's all good. So some introductory thoughts on leadership. Anybody has anything? So when you talk about introductory, introductory talk, thoughts, for me, uh, what is a leader? Who is a leader? You use that um, <laughs> that term is that, that term a lot. A, lot yeah. a leader, 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 leader. Two things. Um, one, leadership is about influence. And then, uh, uh, to the, second to that is, uh, who are you helping with your influence? In my mind, leadership is all about giving. The most divisive um, leader in history, I believe, great leader, I believe. Is Jesus the Christ? All right, now we just lost some audience. <laughs> okay. You you proved my point. Well, this is it. Yeah, this is you history. Proved my though. point. Um, you proved my point. Yeah. You know, let, let me close with this story. So, uh, senior airman, Kiesler Air Force Base. So I was about twenty three. I got into sales on the side. I always have a side hustle. I was selling credit card machines, and uh, man, look, man, I wasn't selling anything for eight months. The, uh, the manager pulled up on me and said, man, oh, look, Mr. Richards, um, your sales aren't coming in. Man, we like you, but your sales aren't coming in. I said, all right, sir, I, 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 I'm going to bring some sales in. What, but what I was doing in those eight months was I was building relationships with business people at 23, 24 years old, just serving, just, just, hey, how can I help you? And in a month, I became the highest salesman because I cashed in on all the relationships I built. Older people middle age, all races. And at that point, I was like, all right, sir, general manager, I'm done. I left on a high note I'm, because I realized sales wasn't for me. But what was for me was serving people. It not, wasn't because I was a great salesman. I wasn't the smartest. I was just the most serving one. So in my mind, you know, for me, leadership is about serving. Um, I, I, I think I'm set on that one. I think I'm going to stick right there. <laughs> it's about serving people. <laughs> about that yeah. well you said servant right um out of that story that you just put out there though 
What I also got out of it was time as well, right? Because you waited all these months and even the people you were working with totally just disregarded you and said, hey, you know, you're not bringing in those sales. So you're not, you're not something that can profit from, you know. But you gave it time. And at the, at the end of the time, you were actually putting in that work. Time it's, is the key thing. Where at the very end, uh, those people came back to you. And man, Gonzalez, that's a great point. Time is a great currency. Man, I found out that people will not invest their time in you if they don't think you're worthwhile. Yeah. But then you'd have people come and say, hey, Anna, let me lead you. Well, let me ask you, sir, how much time have you spent with me? Yep. <laughs> how much time have you spent getting to know me? How much time have you spent getting to, hey, help me walk through life? That really hits home. <laughs> and then look, so for me, I don't care who you are. I don't care how rich you are to me, how, how the rank you have. If you haven't spent time in getting to know me, you can't lead me. I'm not listening. Period. I don't care how smart you are, how wise you are. If you haven't spent the highest currency in life, which is time, I, I, I can't get with you. Right. Because time, you can't get back. Once you give it, you can't get back. Money comes and go. Cars comes and go. But time, uh, so I just got a little passionate there because leaders, senior NCOs, how much time have you spent with the people you lead? Now, let's look at a year. 365 days on a leap year is 366. If you've only spent one day with that person, that's not enough. That's not enough. Now, it's relative. If it's a 48-hour period and you spend 12 hours, in, okay, all things considered, that's a good boundary. But 365 days a year, you've only spent 12, years, 12 hours with me? Yeah. Stop. 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 And if you find that your influence isn't reaching as a uh, person in a position of leadership, man, look at how you're spending your time. Yeah. All right. Let me stop. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Anna? I mean, leadership is obviously important, especially in the military. Leadership is everything, you know. Um, in a sense, the leaders that we have are almost like our parents just in the military. From the very beginning, the people that we look up to the most are the people that are leading us. And if they teach us bad, we're going to learn bad. So um, I think over the last couple of years, um, I, I've been up and down and up and down. Um, but I, if, if I ever had a, an NCO or someone that was like a leader of mine that I didn't agree with, I would get really upset and be like, well, what, you know, like, why are you like this? But now I kind of switch my mindset and I kind of think like, well, if we don't get along or you do something that I don't like, cool, that teaches me that I don't want to be like you. So that motivates me to do better in the future for whenever, whenever I'm a leader, they're teaching me something even if I think like it might be negatively impacting me but I can turn that into something better in the future so let me challenge you Anna okay <laughs> when you get to a position of leadership right why wait until you get there because I see you as a leader you have the exactly. ability to influence another person so you are 23 24 25 26 27 in that range but you still have the ability to influence someone a peer or someone that's older than you you still have that ability that's true. So you don't have to wait until you're 50 or in the Air Force terms, you're a master sergeant or you're right. an officer. Why? Who says that? It's true. You caught me there. No, no, no. <laughs> and I'm going to push you. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I guess I should have chosen my words better, but well, I, I do still apply the things that I've learned even now. But in the future, I know I'll have the ability to do more. But for right now, I do with what I have. 
Exactly. And, but just our culture doesn't always teach that anyone can lead. Right, right? yeah. So, a leader is essentially looked at whoever is an NCO, yeah. basically. Yeah, some, yeah. You know, you look at a car, my my dream car, man, it's a Dodge Charger Hellcat. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 770 horsepower. Okay, I digress. But when you look at a car, what is the most important part of that car? The engine. Okay, you said the engine. Rashad, what did you say, sir? Engine. Gonzalez. Hmm. Trying to think this through, actually. Just to, well, I would <laughs> like, go with the engine as well, question? but yeah. Engine, okay. Yeah, Every part of that yeah. car is important. You take them tires away? Yeah, they move it. You got a very nice trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do anything without the tires. The point I'm getting to is every component on that car has leadership capacity. And they're all vital. It's more like they play their role. You know, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. And they're all interdependent. Each of us need all of us. And all of us need each of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, we're talking about there's positions of leadership within a company, within the Air Force. So... I'm not talking that, talking in life. We are all leaders. We are all leaders. I was 12 years old when I stumbled upon my capabilities. Growing up in Jamaica, man, I've only told this story once. Uh, You were thrown in a ring. I had no big brothers, and you had to fight your way out. And if you couldn't fight, you took a beating like like you've never experienced, and there is no police to call. They're not coming. What is the intent of that? I don't know. No, no, no. Weird way of toughening up. No, it wasn't even that. It was just, you know misguided uh, power. And so what I had to do, I got tired of getting whooped. All right, that's enough of this. I went and found the other guys in the neighborhood who would always get whooped. And at 12, I was like, hey, guys, man, what y'all think? That's enough, huh? Man. <laughs> they come by my name, man, boy, I don't know what we're going to do. i tell you what we're going to do. Let's band together. The interesting thing about this was in that group, you had 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds. I'm doggone 12. And I stumbled onto it. But going back to the leadership abilities, we're all leaders, man. Yeah, <laughs> It's yes. in every one of us. So start seeing yourself as that. And, and you hit on something very important um, in part of the self-discovery. You identified that when you're 12 and how those experiences now play a, are an integral part into your leadership today. Absolutely. Yeah. Because at, um, at 16, man, so I got a lot of, man, well, I, I wouldn't yeah. trade it. So at 16, <laughs> Uh, again, in Jamaica. I love my, my country, and it's a great place to go visit. Go visit. <laughs> <laughs> but at 16, um, you know, for years, man, I wasn't rich, so I didn't have the best clothes. Clothes were, were hand-me-down clothes that, that came from this country, that missionaries brought to Jamaica and gave to us. And my moms would get it, iron it, make it look good. And they would always tease me, always tease me, always tease me, my God. And then at 16, something clicked in me. I didn't go shoot. I didn't go vandalizing, but at 16, I realized who I was. I don't know how it happened. I was like, you know what? It doesn't bother me anymore. Because just like your dad, I realized what my moms and dad was doing. They were taking care of us. We didn't have a PS4. But we had clothes and food and, and, and somewhere to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm like, okay, I know who I am. Something clicked in me. And man, my life changed at 16. I've been like this for, for, for 20 years. Yeah. And you know what? As, uh, I feel like as leaders as well, if, if you're in that leadership position, um, back home, I, I was a youth leader to one of my churches, right? Um, I feel like the big thing you got to realize is that 
yeah, you may be on top of every, or not to put it like that, but you're in you're in that position where you could tell people or what we're gonna do and this is how it's gonna be, right? But you gotta also realize that inside that group, there's people that can do the things better than others can, right? For instance, your story, and as leaders, you gotta recognize that. I can't always do this by myself. I need the, that help from the people that are with me. Um, once I feel like you recognize that, back at church, for example, my example is that I had these bad kids that would come in and their parents would bring them to church. It was Friday services, and they would say that uh, these kids were always on the streets, uh, smoking, doing whatever, right? And they would try to bring them to church to get straight, supposedly. I found out that there was this one kid um, remember his name his name was Jacob and this kid was just all around like bad bad he never listened to anybody and it was pretty bad but once I got to his side and understood where he was coming from this guy was amazing he was incredible he helped me after that he was from being the worst kid in there he became one of my best students like he helped me with everything organized uh like go away for the youth uh, down to Florida or things like that, camps and stuff like that we used to do. And nobody ever took the time to realize that this kid could do this much because they never invested that time, yeah. you know. Wow. And he could really, and well, he did a whole lot whenever I was there. Um, and it's just recognizing what you have, what, yeah. that's it. With leadership then, leaders help the self-discovery process or at least right. that journey because just like America, right, there's so many gifts that have been deposited into our nation that has made us where we're at today. And if a leader in their, in their organization or in their section, flight, it doesn't matter where you're at in your corporation, if you're not investing and identifying the gifts and the highest potential of those people that you lead, then you ha you're <laughs> neglecting a huge part of your success. Definitely. Um, Leaders have to talk to people. Um, Communication is everything. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, I was I was telling um, Gonzalez, Thomas, and Werda before we started the first session, before we started the session, that as we advance in the 21st century, our weapon of choice is now words, your voice. So um, as leaders, it would encourage us to develop each other's voice. And then if you're not comfortable in your own voice, get comfortable in your own voice. Um, Dr. Brown, I'm sure she started somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. So why can't it be Dr. Werder? Right. Yeah. Dr. Uh, Thomas and Dr. Gonzalez, why not? Yeah, because you don't ever start off being a leader. <laughs> you, you grow into that position, right? <laughs> and it's like saying you, you, you're born walking. That's not a thing, right? You gotta you stumble across things, and you gotta recognize that at some point you were there as well, and the, you were below the leader, right? You gotta walk before you run. Exactly, and that's it. And that's really it. That person, and, and that's what I was gonna say. Lead by example, just as much as communicating. I think that's important because you can talk, you know, a big game, but if you're that people see, oh, he's not about what he says, then nobody's gonna follow you. So I think for me, you know, doing, you know. Maybe less words or it just depending on who you are. But I think me, if I, you know, was to lead a group of people, it would be by doing it by example, because that's the way that, you know, I would want to follow somebody if I see that they're OK. He's actually doing it. You know, actions speak louder than words. 
Um, and another thing is listening. I think, yeah, you can, you know, tell people what to do, but also getting the opinions of others will help you because you may not think of something that somebody else, you know, who's following you may be thinking of that may be better or beneficial for, you know, the cause or whatever you guys are doing. So listening is definitely important. Let's look on, um, you know, personal life. What principles do you adhere to? What, yeah, what principles do you adhere to because um, – that's going to shape you. That's going to shape how you interact with people. And we just heard from uh, Rashad, one of his principles obviously is <laughs> show me first. And so when he becomes, when, as he interacts with people, I'm pretty sure you, your, your, your natural proclivity is going to be, hey, all right, let me show you how it's done. Then you'll go talk, hey, man, follow me. But he's going to model the message first. That's a principle that he has. What principles do we have as leaders? I'm really thinking about it now. Exactly. <laughs> Because when you're now in a position of leadership, it's too late. You have to prepare for that. As a new NCO, you have to prepare for that before you become an NCO. What leadership principles do I want to adhere to? Purpose and passion um, are important, too, for leaders. You all have any thoughts on that? Going back to the, uh, the charger, the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Purpose and passion is the engine to a person's philosophy. We are all governed by a philosophy of how we see people. You look, at, you look at the nation, what we're going through right now, you know, whether you're on the left, the right, whatever you want to call it, it all comes back down to a philosophy. How do you see people? And so when you talk about purpose and uh, relate that with leadership and passion, that's, that's the engine. Because if I'm not, you know, it's crazy. I talk to people for a living. In the Air Force and outside the Air Force. And it always amazes me when people say, you know what, man, Richards, I hate people. And you're like, and you're like huh? You're in a, what? You're responsible for 500 people in this country? What? Oh, man, here we go. We're in trouble. How can you have a philosophy of I hate people? <laughs> or I'm not a people person. Well, 90% of your job involves people. So how can you not be a people person? And be around people. Yeah, it's it's it's. It doesn't even make any sense. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. But 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 I hear it. Yeah. Well, even in the military, and, and we see it. Yeah. Oh, I think our career field, especially, people say that constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think leaders also, you know, they should have a passion for the future generation, and I know we've talked about this mm -hmm. on and on. Um, I'm talking about true leadership here, right? They it, almost like the statesman. They're concerned about the heritage and the development of the future and if a leader as you, you mentioned this before but if a leader is only concerned or their concern for power is higher than the concern of the people that conflicts and uh the uh the, the enlisted force structure charges us as senior ncos and as ncos to develop the folks that's uh younger in rank than us but just in life man my you know I, hopefully i don't die soon but I'm at the point where, man, I want to die empty, having shared as much as I've learned along the way with other people. Man, I tell my sons all the time, especially my 14-year-old, my, my I said, son, you are going to be greater than me. You are going to go farther than me. I was like, oh, dad, dad, dad. My wife don't like when I start talking like this. Yeah. But you got, you, you, what are we holding? Why, why are we holding what we know? Why? You got to start sharing it, man. Uh, and so my, my, my job is to make people better than me. 
I'm not saying I'm nobody. I'm, I'm nobody. Yeah, I just say that. So don't see me in the street and say, so I'm rich. <laughs> I already beat you to it. Uh-huh. I'm nobody. But what I do know, I want to pass on to other people. As Sergeant Richard said earlier, we I think we might lose some listeners saying this, but um, the story of Jesus, you know, it's, I guess, just reading on the story, whatever religion you are, there's always this leader and brought people along, and he started putting out a vision for everybody as well. The main thing is that regardless of how much you're hurting, you always got to, Unfortunately, once you're there in that leadership position, it sucks. I get it because, like I said, being a youth leader, there was times wherever I wanted to go home, not be at church and just forget about the whole thing, right? Or I was also got to be a music leader in my church, so I had to go in extra time to play the piano, right? And sometimes I just wanted to live my teen life as playing soccer, going out to movies, you know, trying to find a girlfriend and all that, right? But... I couldn't because there was, once you're up there in leadership, you pay a price as bad as it sounds, but you got to put in that time sometimes. And I get it. It's hard. It's not easy on every leadership. Um, And it's just, you got to know how to put in the time, but as well, um, how to lead the people and as well, keep that balance, I guess, between the family and how much time you put in there, right? Because regardless the family is always going to be there. If you fall, if you end up like I left that place, right? So my family ended up following me, obviously. Um, but if I would have lost them on the way, what is the point? There's no point to it. You know, I agree. I will say, you know, as a leader, I, I welcome challenges. And I think a good leader, and I'm not saying I'm necessarily a good leader. I just try my best. I am imperfect, right? And I will clearly say that. I'm imperfect, just perfectly trying to do my best, but I'm imperfect uh, nonetheless. But you have a, you welcome challenges and you welcome problems. Um, and, and leaders almost, you know, you're, you look to be the problem solver, especially in so many, especially in our world, right? The flight chief, uh, supervisor, you always receive problems. The thing is that you alone can't solve the problem, but you welcome the opportunity to see how you and your team can bring a resolution. And that is a wonderful experience. Anybody who can come to you and you're like, cool, I can resolve this. And if I can't resolve it, I'll find a team and a, a group of team and we'll do our best to resolve it. And that requires knowing who you are. Because if you think you can solve it, but you don't have the skills or the experience yet to do that, then you're going to fail. Usually or make the problem worse. Two is knowing your team because somebody who probably has experienced it <laughs> or has a skill to solve the problem and you overlook them, not because you didn't know it, now you have caused a problem to last longer than it shouldn't have. Um, so that's the beauty and, and the opportunity that those problems are, you know, difficulties and challenges in leadership provide us. You're, you're, you're almost like a uh, general contractor as a leader. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring people in to make it, to get it done. <laughs> um, I, I think it definitely is huge. Again, I'm going to reference the military to break down those walls because I think sometimes people lose sight um, that we're all people. We all deal with different things. I think um, a lot of times rank, unfortunately, um, takes precedence in people's lives more than being open and out there for other people. I think a lot of people, you know, like maybe someone's like higher ranking and 
kind of gets taken to the head a little bit too much. I think people just, like I said, lose sight that we're all human beings. We all deal with the same things. And yeah, I just wish that we could all be on the same level. And I think a good leader will, will realize that we just all need to treat each other equally, regardless of our rank in the military. And I also feel like as a person of lower ranking, you should also know your place, you know, because you can't obviously hop on somebody that's or you're uh, there in charge of you. You can't do that. You know, you got to understand maybe at this moment I can lead in my own way. But if the person on top decides to do otherwise, we're going to have to go with whatever that that is, you know. Absolutely. And it's it's um, it's just waiting, like I said, your time. And there was an airman that made a good point. Um, last time our flight had a get together and um, it was training day, actually. And she said that uh, sometimes she feels like the rank, like if we, the I think the example was like arresting somebody or something like that, right? And I think Thomas can help me out with this one. Um, she mentioned something about if the higher ranking guy was to arrest somebody like or wasn't doing the right thing, what would you do? And she said that being lower ranking, sometimes you would think, oh, uh, this guy has more rank than I do, so he's right, right? And it's not always the case. Sometimes they're also wrong. And we were talking about the whole how the whole nation problem is going on right now. But sometimes rank does play a role in this because there's people that are not scared necessarily, but like afraid of talking and because somebody else has more rank than you and or way higher rank than you. Well, right? that's what that's kind of what I'm saying, though. Like it it shouldn't always be like that. Right. You know, yeah, like exactly. we all have our own struggles. Like we should be able to feel comfortable. Like I know I've definitely gone through a stage like when I was a younger airman, and I had just come in like I was I was terrified, you know, like if an officer walked into a room or something. Right. But sometimes <laughs> I and, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't even think about it as like they should treat us right like we right. should treat them like they're humans too because I right, think we exactly. even yep. as like enlisted or lower ranking people forget that they have their problems too um, because exactly. we just think of them as like so superior to us I, I feel like recently you know um, a lot more has come to light especially on social media a lot of higher mm-hmm. ranking individuals have been struggling and I think you know, like we as the younger, newer generation um, in the military, we also need to recognize that that is also an issue. So it, it goes both ways. Right. right. You know, uh, I believe that um, we all have a responsibility as people to present an approachable image. Right. Regardless of rank. Uh, that's everybody's responsibility. Right. So if I'm 21, I need to pr- uh, project a, an approachable image. If I'm 51, likewise. Um and that will help with the whole balancing act. I remember when I made, uh, you know, was fortunate enough to make um, the, the rank of E7. I had peers, um, you know, say, man, it's on riches, man. You know, it's going to be harder as a religious affairs airman to talk to people because, you know, they're going to see the rank. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So that hasn't been my experience so far because what I try to do is make uh, folks comfortable. Yeah, you definitely put yourself out there. Uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and I tell you, uh, I'm going to put you and Gonzalez on the spot. <laughs> you have corrected me. I don't know if you remember this. Oh, boy. Now you, now you have it. <laughs> we were playing soccer. You did. Oh. And then Gonzalez, he corrected me. Oh. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was spelling his name wrong. 
<laughs> but it was done in a respectful way. And I didn't get offended. And uh, word of, you know, uh, playing soccer, predominantly guy sport, at least on all the team at the time. And I was saying, all right, guys, guys. <laughs> and then I looked at word. <laughs> she was getting red in the face. I was like, guys and ladies. <laughs> and then she was like, sorry, just thank you for not just generalizing me as I got you. Uh, but I don't know if you remember that. I don't. I <laughs> don't, don't. But that's hilarious because it sounds just like me. <laughs> no, it, it happened. Uh, but again, I wasn't offended. Why? Oh, I'm a master sergeant. Word. I'm going to call you up. Man, stop tripping. <laughs> that's, the, that's exactly the point that I'm getting at. Yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate all of that. In the PDG, they reference it as the art of leadership. So, so for those uh, that just studied for promotion, you should have hit that chapter, the leadership chapter. Yeah. Uh, and for those who are going to study uh, test next year, you'll come on that chapter, the art of leadership. Leadership is an art. Yes. It's an art. I know we've said a lot, to, uh, <laughs> and there's been a lot to digest. Which uh, so, so, so let me add one more uh, to the audience and uh, to the listeners, whoever listens, but more so to you know the fine men and lady here. Um, this question, answer it for yourselves. Who are you growing to be? Such a simple but deep question. Very. <laughs> Answer I'll, that for yourself. Yeah. Who are you growing to be? Last words, Anna? I feel like I've said everything that I needed to say. <laughs> but it was a good conversation, and I'm really glad that you guys invited me, so thank you. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming. And Thanks for been gracing taking us. time to do that, yeah. You said a lot of amazing things. Thank you. Uh, Chris, and then we go to Rashad. Okay, um, I guess just for closing, uh, the end of the day, you know, we're all humans. We have our mistake, our flaws. Um, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. Um, nobody's perfect. Just realize where you're standing, but also value the time with others, your family. If you're a leader that is just all into work, I don't get away from it sometimes, you know, um, because it sucks sometimes being all in the office all the time. And to whoever is listening, you know, or still listening by now, it's more like spread the word as well. Maybe something small that we're starting right here in this little room. But, you know, if the right people listen to it and, you know, get the word around, it can grow into something big. And I feel like that's all it is, just getting the word around. Last thing I want to say is just uh, patience is key. Um, there's no rush to trying to figure out everything. Um, you know, it's not meant for us to figure everything out in five minutes, you know, so just take your time. <clears throat> if things start to become too much, just make sure you take that time to yourself, you know, reflect, you know, go to your, your peace place wherever, you know, you're happiest and just, you know, be that kid again, get in tune with yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. I know times are stressful now, so uh, that's just the main thing. Take care of yourself. Man, that's awesome. Thank you, all three. That's inspiring, and uh, it certainly has touched me. Have, did y'all learn anything about chat? I got to digest lot. it all, but I definitely <laughs> learned something. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to go home and process everything. Yeah, it's definitely, okay. Definitely, um, definitely going to share just some stuff that I learned today with people. Yeah, so over to you, Sarvid. The only thing I'll add is thank you for facilitating this session. Uh, man, I have great respect for you. I have great respect for you. I, I won't elaborate why on air, but I appreciate you. And um, for these three fine, lovely people here, thank you for coming. Much respect for all three of you. I believe in you, and I see where you guys are going, guys and lady. At <laughs> <laughs> one time is all it took. Yeah. I know, right? Where, 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 where you guys are going, uh, just believe in yourselves. Thank right? you.
Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you so much. Join us next time on Protect the Pack, uh, where we hope to inspire, develop, and inform. Hey, everyone. We want to thank you so much for your time and for your investment in listening to our program. We hope that this content, if you stay this long, we hope that it's provided some type of value to your life uh, to be a little bit more effective as a person and as a military member. I also would like to encourage each and every one of you to live a life of gratitude every morning. Wake up and identify at least three things that you're grateful and appreciative for, whether that's your family, your pet family included as well, your friends, or maybe it's your career and the opportunity if you wear a uniform or have worn a uniform in the past or your family and spouse wears a uniform. It's the opportunity to serve them as they serve the greatest nation in the land. Maybe that's one of the great things you're um, grateful for. Whatever it may be, always charge on, live inspired, and remember to thank someone and help someone every chance you get. Until next time, take care.